0: Welcome to Blackhawks on am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marquese. We are finally talking about a Blackhawks win. I don't care. It seems like we're eliminated if we're
1: in circumstances. Pretty much done. Don't matter. I'll crack them I love I love the crack. i there, Johnny, but I am on the last glass of some Cooper's Hawk wine right now. And I will crack one this episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this this wine up real quick. Second bottle on the night. Celebrating the Hawks' victory is always fun. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just crack one right now. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Yeah, you get to it. You get there to it, it is. It. Uh, you, you'll do it now.
0: That's, do what, it. that's what we do it on tap here. Absolutely, Tone. <sighs> Black Hawks seem like they're going to lose this game going into it. Um, Tampa Bay second best team in the league down one Oh after two periods go down again early in the second or excuse me. In the third, uh, 17 seconds in Kucherov blast one home. Feels like this is going to be, you know, uh, just typical what we've been seeing. And the Blackhawks explode for
1: five goals after this, Tony. Um, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great, Johnny. Um, I turned this one on in the third, got home, had a little bit of, uh, Uh, So a nice, a nice Italian dinner that my wife cooked, drank a bottle of wine. And then uh, I I finally turned the game on uh, right when uh, Kucherov scored that goal. But I had a really good feeling about the third period for some reason. And (laughs) guess what? The Hawks delivered. So I I, I was I was really excited to get to this game and, and, and watch it just because, you know, we talked about the Hawks you know, reasons why the Hawks should be watched for the remainder of this season. And you wrote an excellent article about it today. Uh, if you haven't seen that, I strongly advise that you go to com, go to the Hawks section, and look at Johnny's reasons why you should watch the Blackhawks for the remainder of the season. And uh, I think our guy, uh, Southside, or Soxside Pride, uh, at Pitts Shady, uh, mm-hmm. had said, uh, you know, um, Something on Twitter after the game. He's like, just as the at four feathers guys predicted, the Hawks would come out and win. I don't. I don't think we actually predicted the Hawks would win this game. I think my prediction was Saturday night was when they. Saturday would start. night it was gonna start, but I'm I'm gonna qualify it and say we did say that for some odd yeah. reason this team was going to like show up and actually play some games the way they should. And one thing that I have said for a long time, and I didn't go out on record on the last podcast and say the Hawks were going to win this game because I truly in my heart of hearts believed that the Hawks were going to get shellacked tonight. That's a buzzword right there. Yeah. Um, a buzzword and a, and a buzzword. Um, I, I thought the Hawks were going to get their asses handed to them tonight because Tampa Bay is just the cream of the crop when it comes to hockey teams right now. And I, I, I thought that they would get beat. Four, what are they? Forty and nineteen right now. 40, 19 and five. Yeah, just ridiculous. Just yeah, like they're they're leaps and bounds better than this Blackhawks team. But Johnny, I've always said it: the Hawks love to play up to their opponent and rise yeah. to the occasion, and that's exactly what they did tonight. Third period, five goals, three of them coming from was that my stick to click? Kubalik, I can't was remember. It? I had I, taser. All I know is I had taser. I honestly, for you, had. I, I, I was drinking a lot on the last episode. Um, you know, I was, I was celebrating a few hours before my birthday. So forgive me. I can't even remember who my, my stick to click was, but I think it was Kubelik and he came through with three goals. So I'm going to take credit for it. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> if, if you want to call me out and be like, you know, no, no, you took the Brinket or somebody else, go ahead. I'm saying right now I took Kubelik and <laughs> here we go
0: yeah uh kubelik the hat trick tonight man uh first of his career obviously um unbelievable to see uh kind of reflects uh not like i said on twitter not saying but i'm just saying uh the article that you had mentioned earlier that i wrote earlier today about what to watch down the stretch here for the blackhawks uh my third and final point of that was dominic kubelik in the calder race um It'd be great to see him, you know, stay hot, uh, keep up in, in these standings here. And he had himself a night, uh, the Hattie. So, yeah, sure, we'll go, we'll go with you. Because, honestly, I can't uh, fact check you on this one because I, you know, uh, I'm terrible. I say something and then I tune out and start looking at other tabs so I can get to our next topic here. Um, so I forget who you, exactly you had for the stick to click. Like I said, I can't fact check you. But, um, hey, uh, Dominic Kubelik got it done tonight. Absolutely. Uh, three goals of his own. Um you know, let's walk this one back a little bit, though, Tony. Um, I, I, I will cover some of this early stuff here since you were not able to uh tune in until later, uh, due to your commute. So, early on in this game, uh, penalties galore. Um, I, I we we went a game against the Jets, uh, you know, what is it, a couple Sunday nights ago, no penalties, only game in the NHL all year with, with no infractions called, and then tonight. I think they made up for it tenfold uh, just in the first period alone. Uh, I, I can't even read off all of these penalties. There were so many for both sides in the first and even into the second period here. It was ridiculous. It was like uh, Steve Conroy said on the intermission show at uh, you know the first intermission. It's like, if you're a guy that's not on one of these special team units, it's hard for you to stay in this game. It really was because it was every other shift, basically a power play or a penalty kill coming up. So, um, I mean, props to these guys for sticking through that. Uh, and honestly, on both sides of this thing, um, there was no scoring in the first period. Um, I'm just looking
1: at 34 penalty minutes for lightning tonight. That's holy crap.
0: Yeah, it, it was insane. It, it was insane. Honestly, on both sides, uh, you look at the power plays Hawks one for six bolts over five on theirs and Then I believe at the end uh Kajula and someone else got tangled up. So that adds another two or whatever they got fives or tens on top of that. So uh, yeah, it, it was just insane in the penalty department tonight, but hey, uh, sometimes you're going to have those games and like, you know, kind of makes up for, I guess, the hockey gods balancing out uh, a game against Winnipeg where we had no penalties on either side. So uh, that was the story of the first period, but uh, alas, no goals, no goals in the first period. Braden point finally struck at the 1531 mark of the second period for the bolts. Um, And it looked like, uh, you know, this thing was Crawford, they really made them work in the second period because the Tampa Bay lightning absolutely dominated possession here. You'll at Corsi for uh, 68.97 in favor of the lightning 31.03 in, uh, for the Blackhawks in the second period, 11 in favor of the bold scoring chances in that middle frame. Uh, the Blackhawks, you, you talk about weathering a storm. Uh, they weathered a storm. They weathered a lightning storm in the second period there, Tony. Um, it, it was pretty ridiculous. Crawford though. Uh, you got to give him credit. Sure. He gave up, uh, you know one goal in that period but i believe he faced 17 shots so saving 16 of them uh unbelievable work uh by number 50 in net uh in the white sweater tonight but uh let's get to the third period then because this is where all the fun stuff happened um you know nikita kucherov scores 17 seconds in uh as i mentioned earlier his 31st of the season he's a former mvp um and you felt like this game was just going to start slipping and the Bolts were going to pile on. And this would, thing would probably end up being a four to one, five to one favor of the Lightning game. Um, but nope, th- that was not the case. Uh, Brandon Sod comes back and uh, he gets the Blackhawks on the board at the 436 mark of the third period. Um, you know, Brandon Sod, whatever you want to say about the trade, uh, the Panarin, uh, you know, Saad Columbus. Chicago trade way back when sure uh, it's okay to still feel bitter about that because Panarin is such an elite playmaker but man um I'll tell you what Brandon Saad when he's been healthy has been absolutely electrifying this year Tony
1: Yeah he has and that makes a guy like Ron Luce like cream his pants because he's just the biggest Brandon Saad guy and you know I I still go back to the Panarin trade and if you ask me if I want to have Brandon Saad or Artemi Panarin. I'm going to take Panarin every day, but Brandon Saad is still a solid NHL hockey player. He's still a top six forward on most teams. He still gets the job done. Guy plays hard. He goes to the net. He gets the. He just he gets things done. Um, you want to see it more consistently. I'd like to see him be a 30 goal scorer, 35 mm-hmm. plus goal scorer. I think that's I think that's what the Hawks are missing. But you, you, go to the next guy, who scored after Sod. Yeah, and we may have found that. Yeah,
0: you're right, and that uh, that is Dominic Kubalik, the hat trick man, uh, as I alluded to earlier in the show. Uh, Dominic Kubalik, he gets a rebound of his own uh, to tie this thing up at the 502 mark, so, you know, not too long after. It's nice, you know, they say lightning strikes, uh, you know, twice. Well, the Blackhawks struck twice within that minute frame there. Uh, Kubalik right there uh, at the doorstep. Uh, He was, like I think Eddie Olchek said it best, he was not to be denied uh, on that sequence because he had one that I believe went into the pads of McElhinney and then right after that, got his own rebound as he was falling down, lunging to the ice, uh, slammed it home. That tied this game at two at the Keep 502 mark. Keep the
1: metaphors mark. rolling. Keep the yeah, metaphors rolling. That, my that,
0: friend that, that came at 502 mark of the uh, third period. And then uh, Slater Cuckoo. Former Tampa Bay Lightning gets one to go through from the point. Pat Foley was convinced it was tipped out front. It sure as hell sounded like it. You can't blame him for saying that. He's got to call it as it is live. Uh, definitely sounded like it hit a different stick out in front. If it did hit a stick, it was a lightning one because Slater Cuckoo gets that goal unassisted, a shot from the point, a uh, low shot, stayed low the whole time. Um Like I said, maybe have changed directions off of a uh, lightning player stick, but uh, that's his first of the year, and I can't think of a more fitting place for him to get it uh, than against his former team tone.
1: I can't either. And, you know, you always love to see the defenseman score. I don't know. I don't know what it was about tonight outside of Kubelik, dude. They scored with their secondary scoring tonight, and that's one thing that we've talked about. This year, last year, guys besides Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves need to put the puck in the back of the net. That's one right there from Slater Cuckoo and that takes the lead right there for the Hawks. They go up through 2 after that one. Love it. Yeah, so, so
0: Slater Cuckoo ends up getting the game-winning goal against his former team. Uh, I love it. A little poetic, poetic justice. Um, I saw a tweet from Ben Pope uh, that he was getting booed after that because you know he was a former first-round pick, if you go back and think about this. Uh, he was a former first-round pick of the Lightning, uh, never really fit into their rotation, eventually got moved to Chicago for a one Eon Ruta one pylon, Jan Ruda. Um, so Cuckoo, you know, he ends up getting the best of uh, his former team tonight. That was excellent to see. And then uh, Dominic Kubalik on the power play, something that I had mentioned in that article. I'll keep going back to it. Pat myself on the back. I don't give a shit um, because I was right. I was right. And you can gloat when you're right, Tony. I was right. One of those things that I'd mentioned, he's got a deadly shot on the power play opens up a whole new weapon over there on the right wing uh, when he opens up and just lets it fly. And that's exactly what he did on this Blackhawks fourth goal.
1: So if we're going to do cool and tough play of the night, this is it right here. This was the coolest and toughest goal I watched tonight. And there's something about one-timers. And this was like, this had every little bit of, of cool and tough in it. Top shelf one-timer power play goal. That's your Blackhawks cool and tough play of the night, right here, like right yes. there. I I just enough said.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and then another. Uh, he adds one more at the seventeen twenty nine mark of the third. Great play by Sod to keep this thing on side and feed it over to Kubalek so he could get the hat trick. Knew the rookie was looking for it. Already had two. Um, sod instead of shooting towards the empty net, uh, he centers over to Ku- uh, excuse me over to Kubalek. And uh, Kubelik drives it home. Uh, Obviously, not too many hats flying uh, in that building as they were disgruntled. And the Lightning have been on a little bit of a skid themselves here, which is weird for them to say. Probably one of their only ones all year, I think they said, over the last two seasons. I think it was fully said – you know, first time they've lost four games uh, consecutively. So uh, I'm glad it came at the hands of the Blackhawks tonight, Tony. Uh, it's excellent to see Dominic Kubalik get up there. Uh, you just see these goal numbers rising as we're looking through the box score, uh, you know, 27, 28, 29. Uh, his goal total on the season right now uh, sits at 29, like you had said, looking for that 30 goal score. Well, found him, Dominic Kubelik.
1: Yep. And uh, I think that that's important, um, at least for the Hawks going forward. Lock this kid up long-term, please. Um, I don't want to hear about any of these uh, Robin Leonard type, uh, we're, we're only going to go two years and you want three. Lock this kid up, please. We, we need somebody like this mm-hmm. to provide that kind of scoring. I want to see this kid here long-term. I, I, I don't really yeah, think at this point in time you have many other options. Um, I almost want to get... Not in the system. I, I almost want to go back to the, the Stan Bowman um, interview where he said, you know, I guess you phrased it best. The roster is made out of players. <laughs> like, mm. hmm. Yes. So sometimes you have to draft them. Sometimes you have to trade for them or sign them as free agents. You've got one right here in, in Dominic Kublik. Lock this kid up. He's part of the top six, even if he's a second line winger this guy can provide the scoring that this team needs to be successful make it happen i think that's like the biggest thing for me right now is make sure that this kid can stay with this team develop the chemistry he needs he could be part of this rotation for the next five years
0: yeah uh, i'm totally with you tony i believe he will be a restricted free agent after this year because the contract was just one year coming over from europe um after being you know used uh Originally, he had the, uh, his rights were owned by L.A. and Sam Bowman traded for them uh, last January. Uh, finished up that season over in Europe and then was signed over here to kind of see what he can do. Well, we've seen what we can do, and he can be an elite goal scorer uh, in the NHL. There's no doubt about that, and one of the things that I, I'm going to go back to my article again, because when you're right, you can gloat about it. I'm going to gloat about it. I said Blackhawks have been lacking, and I don't think this thing is just common knowledge. This isn't me just gloating and just pointing out a fact here. Um, Blackhawks have been lacking at the wing spot alongside tave ever since host had to prematurely hang him up um varying degrees of success you got guys like last year dominic Cahoon uh sliding in there um i was a fan of Cahoon for his shiftiness uh at times but nowhere near the elite goal scoring ability that dominic kubelik
1: has the guy just has a knack for finding the back of the net and you can't fucking teach that tony no you can't you are absolutely correct i just looked it up here on uh spotrack.com uh rfa after this year he carried a um uh cap head of nine hundred twenty-five thousand, so just under a million what kind of contract do you think he's gonna be up for
0: yeah i mean that's a good question uh, depends on how long you're looking uh term wise here but um <sighs> I don't know, if they, Tony. I mean, honestly, I think this is a uh, good question for our, you know, when we finally do our eulogy for this team and start looking ahead to uh, the decisions we made this off season, something for uh, that type of episode. But if you're going to ask me for on the spot initial estimates here, I would guess you're going at least, what, four years here? Because he's, what, 24 years old right now? Uh, he's least... 20. Yeah,
1: he's 24. He'll yeah, be 25 next season.
0: You're going at least four years, uh, I would guess. Three to four is most likely there, and uh, for what he put up this year, he's probably only going to raise that value going forward here, but um, I mean, shit, you'd rather have someone like that in your wings than uh, banking on unknowns as we had in past with guys of the likes of Brendan Perlini and not saying he's the same level of him, but you know what I'm saying? Uh, Those types of players, Uh, I'd rather have someone proven uh, that can actually get the job done. So um, honestly, on the actual AV, that ad is a very good question. I'd have to contemplate that further.
1: You know, I'm hoping that they can lock him up for somewhere around four or five or under. Um, That's, that's kind of where I'm at with this. There's 35, like, I'm kind of thinking he can hit 35 uh, by the end of the season. There's some there's some scary contracts out there right now, and that's a little bit of what I'm worried about is, you know, what's he going to ask for? You know, I don't want him to price himself out of, uh, out of where the Hawks' sweet spot is. It's going to be interesting to see what Stan does with this.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you, you could see uh, a, a shorter one if he is willing to do that. Um, I, I, hate throwing, that I hate throwing. Over. Five, I hate
1: throwing five. I hate throwing five plus on this.
0: It yeah, scares me. I, I, I'm with you. And like I said, I think I need to comp, contemplate that further uh, before I give an exact estimate on that. But um, that's that, that is something to be discussed at a later time here tonight. Yeah. Um, Let's just, uh, as we're reflecting back on this game, uh, I, I just need to give a shout out to Corey Crawford here. 38 uh, shots, 947 save percent on the night. He was 11 11 on the power play, uh, faced three shorthanded chances, stopped all of those as well. Um, this guy going up against elite goal scorers. And granted, I, I would you have to say, Stamkos is out. So that does alleviate a threat that usually sits on the left wing for the Tampa Bay Lightning. But still, there are plenty of other playmakers on the ice all the time at all points. And they do it in all different fashions. They like to, you know, get uh, shots through from the point. Their defenseman can bring it and both Hedman and Sergeyev. Uh you, you got Kucherov. Obviously, he got one through over from that right wing uh, being the left handed shot there. Um, but Crow stood tall, man, especially in that second period. So I, you know, is Kubelik going to be the player of the game? No doubt, Hat will definitely get you that, but uh, Crow deserves recognition here.
1: Yeah, he absolutely does, and and you like to see him stepping up, especially after, um, you know, it's it's clear that he is the number one goalie now, and there's no questions about that. I don't think and anybody in the organization would uh, even consider Malcolm Subban to be uh, anywhere near the goaltender that Corey Crawford is. So you're going to see Corey Crawford most likely get the lion's share of the starts, at least until the Hawks are mathematically eliminated from this. Um, I definitely stick taps to Corey tonight.
0: Yeah. I just had to throw that out there. Um, You know, the, the guy, like I said, as much as this may seem lost uh, as much as this thing, you know, granted, like you said, they're not mathematically eliminated, but the Western conference road trip uh, essentially sealed that uh, fate for them. That they're not going to make in the playoffs this year because not only would they need to go on an insane stretch of winning like their next like you know, whatever thirteen out of eighteen remaining, but they would also need some collapses from teams ahead of them, uh, just not in the cards uh, when you're talking realistically, uh, probability wise. So, um, uh, hell of an effort by Crawford, you know, and not letting any of that noise get to him or just you know shutting down uh, any of that and especially you know a game where you let six goals up even though uh, plenty of them were credited uh, you know uh, defensive giveaways in front of him uh, at St. Louis on Tuesday night this guy is a pro. He's a pro's pro, and he bounces back, and he does everything right, uh, especially against, like I said, team loaded with threats uh, like the Tampa Bay Lightning are. So um, d- just looking back a little bit on uh, some of this, you know, some of the guys that we were watching here. Uh, Adam Boquist, uh, game in tonight, <laughs> eleven fifty-three tonight. I uh, talked about his ice time increasing towards the second half of the year. Well, you uh, saw a heavy dose of Duncan Keith, 28-45. Um, I'm surprised he didn't reach the 30-mark tone.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't either, but I'm kind of thankful that he didn't because you never want to see one guy hitting 30 minutes. <laughs> That's just insane. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that still speaks volumes to the kind of load that he can carry, and I think he's going to see a lot of that just with the power play. I mean, you you look at some of the uh the power play numbers here. Uh obviously Eric Gustafson was the guy that kind of ate some of that from him. So you're going to see an inc- increased reliance on Duncan Keith mm-hmm. in games where the Hawks have to uh unfortunately take a power play. Um you know, they they did <laughs> so they got on one, one, one They got they, one. They <laughs> they got one tonight. They got one tonight, but <laughs> in games where they unfortunately have to take a power play, you're going to see Duncan Keith out there for close to 30 minutes. That's just, that is what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, another guy that we, uh, you know, we watch closely is uh, Kirby doc, but he's still getting his share here. Um, props to him like I said he's getting more defensive responsibilities that's been uh thrusted upon him as the season has gone on Colin has even made it a point to say that he is starting to trust him more uh in those you know high pressure situations in those defensive minded situations there um 44% of the dot sure you'd like to be at least even but um you know I saw this guy win a couple of defensive zone draws and it's nice to just see that development take place because that was another key that I had pointed out in my article today about what to watch down the stretch here for the Blackhawks. And that's Kirby Dock's development on both sides of the puck. Obviously you'd like to see him get on the score sheet more, but he's done this all year. He'll go a four game streak of, you know, getting at least an assist in in each game. And that'll go cold. For seven, eight games. And then I'll come back and do three in a row uh, with getting, you know, maybe two goals in one game and assists in the other two. Um, it, it, it's just the way that uh, it goes for the rookie there. But uh, he, he still logged 14.08 uh, tonight, not the lowest among forwards. Matthew Highmore was that at 9.58 and Alexander Nylander at 9.13, uh, rounding out the bottom there. So um, I think it's a step in the right direction of Kirby Dock there. Uh, plus one tonight. A. Hey. I'll take it. He had 312 on the power play. So, um, you know, one of these goals here in the middle is unassisted, but you can at least credit the play being set up to both him and Adam Boquist. So I think that was huge, uh, at least when you're talking from a development standpoint for what we're looking for towards the end of the season here, Tone.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. I want to see Doc in basically every high pressure situation that the Hawks are in. At this point in time, Um, obviously, if you're on a shift before something like that pops up, you're 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 probably on the bench. But I want to see the utilization of Doc and Boquist become more normal in those situations. That's how these guys are going to learn. That's how you're going to get that experience. I think Ron Luce and I talked about this back in like December um, on one of these shows. We, We have to see that. That's how it's going to. Build these guys' confidence in those situations in order to perform down the stretch. Say things are a little bit different next year. I, God, I hope they are. But I would like to see these guys be key contributors to Black Hawk success for the long term. And you're not going to get that without the experience. Now, what did we say the other night when we were just talking about you know like reasons to watch the Hawks and where, what to do with some of this stuff? you want to see these guys get that kind of exposure and wins tonight or wins like tonight kind of build that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that it's very important. It's very entertaining, especially if you just turned into the third, like I did, but, um, you have to build off of things like this. This is, this is the type of game that, you know, a guy like Kirby doc can say, Hey, I was out there for three minutes on the, on the power play. I wound up a plus one. I was out on the ice when this happened. I'm going to build off that, you know, those those things do matter. And I want to see that continue. If, if if anything for the rest of the season, it's get this guy some confidence because next year you want to see him come out and perform.
0: Yep. I'm with you on his front. And I am totally uh, on board with that with Boquist as well, uh, because he is going to need to step into a top four role here. I, you know, Immediately, uh, starting Absolutely. next year. I mean, you, 11, saw, you saw 11, him tonight.
1: 11 minutes on the ice tonight for him, and uh, that's not enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, you saw him uh, paired back up with Duncan Keith, at least to start this game. Um, that, that's what it's going to be next year from game one through 82 next year there there's no uh, way around that it's what it's going to have to be so um i will be really keying in on boquist for the rest of this thing too uh as well as doc up front uh in the forward group here so all right tone uh you talked about building on this uh if the blackhawks can build on this the next opportunity to get right back at it is saturday night Uh, Down in Florida, again, um, they are against the Florida Panthers uh, visiting Coach Q's new building um, for the first time uh, with him at the helm there. Uh, That will be a five o'clock central time uh, start. So five o'clock here in Chicago, six out there in Florida. Um, on NBC Sports Chicago Plus uh, for your broadcasting needs out there. But um, uh, just looking at the Florida Panthers team, uh, they're coming off a loss at home to the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. They do not play again until the Blackhawks uh, visit on Saturday night. So um, they beat the Coyotes uh, in the game before they played the Maple Leafs by a score of two to one. But before that, losses to the Golden Knights and the Kings. Uh, granted, those were on the road. They're finishing up a Western Conference road swing. There, um, you're probably. You know, you've, I feel like I've said this, and I'm broken record, but you're going to get a pissed off Florida Panthers team here uh, because they are more in the thick of things than the Blackhawks are right now.
1: Yeah, you know what? And here's the weird thing about it. We can, we can try and analyze these things and say you're going to get a pissed-off Florida Panthers team. They want to come in and, and, and start the game off hot and, and get that momentum and do all this stuff. We thought the Hawks tonight were going to come out and get their asses handed to them. <laughs> so hockey's a weird sport. All sports are weird. This is going to be an interesting game. Number one for the, the Q factor and we saw it when you and I were at the United Center for Q's return. There's, There's got to be, at least in the back of the minds of some of the core here, I'm I'm talking Duncan Keith, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Davis. They they want to go out and beat Coach Q. I, I, I really honestly think they do because that's just their mentality. So I, I think the Hawks are coming in here with an energy. Just beat a team that uh, you shouldn't have beat, and you play up to your opponent. And not only that, the Hawks lost in, I don't want to say bad fashion to the Panthers, but they didn't come out on top the way they should have in that game. There, there, was some, yeah. there was some stuff that happened during that game that I think drives enough for the Blackhawks team and the guys in the locker room to say, like, we've got some unfinished business here.
0: Yeah, uh, you and I were there, and that was a game that would have put them on a six-game winning streak heading into the All-Star break, but instead yeah. it kind of flattened them right before it.
1: Yep, and and since that they've never been the same. So I yeah. feel like this is kind of the opportunity for them, and I'm gonna t- I'm gonna speak this into existence. And obviously, like that's gonna be the problem. I feel like here's your here's your next like sway point, right? So we talked about the Hawks going on a nice five game win streak to go make some things happen and get us all drawn back in. Like I already saw, I I I saw the tweets. I saw the Hawks are back tweets tonight. Uh, If you're, if you're listening to this show and you tweeted that, I saw it. (laughs) They're not, no, they're they're not. There's no way they're not. But if, if, if the Hawks are back, they're going to come out and just absolutely dominate this game. And I think that's what we, we, we said in this whole hypothetical Hawks go on five game win streak, make everybody excited again. So that could happen. But on the flip side of that, we thought the Hawks were gonna get murdered tonight. They might go out they might go out and get murdered in Florida <laughs> against the Florida Panthers. I don't know what's gonna happen. Your guess is as good as mine at this point in time. I have no fucking clue. I'm gonna drink beers, I'm gonna watch the game and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Um uh, let's take into random factors. Um I don't know what the hell the Florida weather is looking like, but apparently it was raining yesterday and rained today too, and it was like fifty degrees. So that weather warms up uh, tomorrow and the Blackhawks are enjoying themselves a little too much on the beach, then sure, sure as shit, they're getting their ass beat on uh, Saturday night. Uh, like, we're grasping we're at like, straws. <laughs> That's exactly have, what I'm getting at, how unpredictable this have, shit is. We have so. no
1: clue. Yeah. We have no clue.
0: All right, uh, I'm just going to get right down to it. Uh, The threats for Florida. Jonathan Huberdeau, their leading scorer, 77 points on the season, 22 goals, 55 assists. Uh, Alexander Barkov, everybody's been saying this guy's underrated for the longest time. I think Ron Luce loved to say, guess what, he's not fucking underrated anymore. Everybody talks about him now, so he's not underrated. 20 goals, 42 assists on the year, 62 points. Uh, Mike Hoffman, guy, big dick face from former and, uh, you know <laughs> Ottawa Senator. Senator had beef with Eric Carlson's wife and whatever the hell that business was. Um, doesn't matter. He puts the puck in the back of the net. I was watching a game the other night, and I think he had two. Uh, just the absolute snipe shot. So uh, get in that lane when Mike Hoffman is out there on the left wing shooting. Fucking get in the lane. Block his shot because more than likely it's going to go through. At least from what I've watched uh, scouting this team recently. Um, uh, beyond that, Evgeny Dadenov, uh, 25 goals, uh, 21 assists, 46 points. Bottom line here is they have four guys here right at the top that all know how to light the lamp big time. Tony, um, a lot of scores, a lot of scoring threats spread out. Whereas the Blackhawks, you can basically key in uh, on three guys, and that is Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, and Dominic Kubalik. And obviously you saw the Lightning, especially on the power play, key in on Patrick Kane, and they were not giving him anything. If anyone was going to beat him, it was not going to be Patrick Kane. Uh, That was their objective tonight. I don't know if the Florida Panthers will employ a similar strategy, but... um, the Blackhawks should at least consider doing that uh, against some of these threats that are on the wing for the Florida Panthers here. So that is just my brief scouting report strategically uh, for this game. Other than that, I'm totally with you. I'm going to go out to happy hour on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday. Well, I'm probably going to go Friday too. But on Saturday, um, (laughs) when they play, because it's a 5 o'clock game back here in Chicago, so uh, I'll probably be posted up at the bar, a pint of Bud Light in front of me, uh, probably a shot of Jack Fire right next to it. Um, what are you going to go with? Go to drink for the game
1: before we get into six to click. What am I going with for my stick to click or what am I drinking? Drinks first and then stick to click drinks first. Uh, You know, I'm staying on brand. I'll be drinking Budweiser all Saturday. Um, and then, uh, if I'm doing some shots, it'll either be Jack fire, maybe some fireball. And, and lately it's been Jameson. Like, so it'll be some sort of, it'll, it'll be some sort of whiskey. Um, and, and, and we'll get the job done. Um, But with that said, man, like you're talking about how the Hawks have three scoring threats, and it just it just makes me mad that Alex DeBrinket isn't included in that. Like I'm just sitting here, like you know, insert insert Family Guy. Eh. Eh. Where is Alex DeBrinket? Like I want him to be included in this. So if we're going sticks to click. I, like you you're a big speak it into existence guy. And I'm going to keep doing this. Give me Alex to bring it. Give me two goals, two goals for Alex to bring it on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, I like it. I'm going to go back to a guy who I feel like I've picked a little frequently here, but um, I just love him. And even though he did not, uh, you know, get on the score sheet tonight, Drake Kajula, man, you keep playing yes. like he does good things are going to fucking happen for this guy. You see Dominic Kubalik and Brandon Sod get rewarded for their hard drives to the net. Uh, Drake Kajula, he may not have had the same high danger chances that those guys did tonight. But man, one of those is going to go through for him. You play the game the right way like he does, you're going to get rewarded. Uh, and I thoroughly believe that that could be oh, the there, case. There,
1: there goes your, your ballpark mix right there. Sorry, there we go.
0: Uh, anyway, getting back to Drake Kajula, you, you play the game the right way like he does. You're going to get rewarded. I could totally see it happening, uh, especially, you know, in, in Coach Q's building against, uh, I'm not I'm not going to compare him to a Dave Bolin, but a rat type. If you were to have a rat type on this team right now with Andrew Shaw out, it's Drake Kajula. He's getting rewarded a goal and maybe an assist on Saturday night against the Florida Panthers, Tone,
1: Love Drake Kajula. You love, love your pick here. Um Yeah. Uh, but I, I want another win. I want that five game win streak we talked about. Like, I want <laughs> I just want that so bad. Oh, I,
0: I just, crave the roller coaster. Crave it
1: ju- just to get us to the top of the roller coaster. And then just the ride down is going to be just as exhilarating. So <laughs> I, I, I love it. Like, just crave that type of, you know, stomach in your throat feeling as the Hawks let you down one last time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's the way it goes. If you followed the show uh, through last season, that's exactly how it was. Uh, you know, we had our you know last like ride to the top, and then uh, dropped back down and had our eulogy show. So be looking for the eulogy show in about two weeks. Is about what we're saying. Um, my last thought here, Tony. Baseball season's coming up. Uh, any Blackhawks listeners here? If you're a baseball fan, in Chicago uh, White Sox or Cubs, we've got you covered on both fronts over at the On Tap Sports Network. Tony and I are over on Sox On Tap. Uh, you can go and listen there for post game shows after every single game. We do Sunday Fundays, which are extended shows. More uh, we expand on topics that come up throughout the week, major storylines, uh, fun shit that happened at the ballpark, all of that good stuff. Then over on the Cubs side, uh, Cubs on tap, another panelist that's on the show frequently, Ron Luce. Uh, he and his Cubs team over there do a great job uh, covering that same thing post game shows, uh, reactions. I don't know if they will have the extended shows, but uh, I do believe Ron was trying to work in something at least similar to that regard where they uh elaborate a little bit further uh, on some of their episodes so either way go check out cubs on tap or socks on tap if you are a fan of this podcast and you also enjoy baseball that is my last word tony what's yours
1: last word johnny it's just nice to talk about a hawks win i'm glad we got to get on the mic tonight and uh we don't often see five unanswered goals from the hawks these days this was this was a pleasant one to watch I hope that the uh, the folks that stuck around with this Hawks team got to enjoy this one tonight. Our listeners who stick around with us got to enjoy this one tonight. I'm hoping, like we said, we can talk about a few more wins this year. And uh, not not saying playoffs, but playoffs. It, it's, it's just a different attitude when we're talking about a win. So I enjoyed this one tonight. I hope everybody else did. A lot of happy humans out there if you did watch this.
0: Let's go Hawks. Yeah, let's go Hawks.